to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is an honor and privilege that you have taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey we call life. For those joining us for the very first time, I do not take that lightly. Let me just welcome you and let you know what this show is all about. This show is about discussing various topics that the church do not talk about on a Sunday at a Bible study or shut down from talking about altogether because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, no matter what you think, believe or feel, without judgment and not made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid, can have a conversation freely here on This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. Let's continue our conversation about relationships. Been getting great feedback from all of you. And understand this, whether it be personal, romantic, business, or spiritual, everything begins. Everything begins and ends with a relationship. Even the so-called self-made millionaire, you know I got to say it every time, even that so-called self-made millionaire, there's no such thing. Why? Because the self-made millionaire still needs people. A relationship would have to be formed whether you're uh, single, whether you're in business, married, to get from where you are to get you to exactly where you want to be. We are all created to be in relationship or in connection with other people. If you ever want to know where you are in your life, start evaluating yourself, start grading the quality of your relationships. Let's do a little review for those that are joining us for the first time. And also, even if you listen to the first two episodes, look, you can never hear this uh, too many times. The Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That word hearing in that text means continuous infinitum. That's why we got to hear things over and over again. That's why when you watch television, uh, you could be watching a show that's a half hour show and as far as the commercials, you got to see the same commercial about four or five, six times. Well, this is the reason we got to see it or hear it over and over again. Let's review a little bit. Uh, principle three for uh, the 10 uh, successful relationships. Uh, principle three was covenant. And the covenant meant a solemn agreement between people to act in harmony with the precepts of the gospel or the Bible. Uh, it is also for a, it's a formal agreement of a legal validity, especially one under a seal. We also said that character ensures the integrity of any covenant. I don't understand without character, a covenant cannot and will not last. You need somebody with character and integrity. Also, a healthy relationship is marked by two who can walk in covenant. Didn't we talk about uh, David and Jonathan, how these two were, their souls were knit together because, look, they, they had a bond that could not be broken. And it didn't matter what the other one was doing, they were always going to be there for each other, having a healthy relationship. What do we also say? We also said that any covenant to be effective, it must have decorations. You know, the affirmations, you know, some of the things that you put on your wall and decree and declare every single day. Well, these are some declarations that you should have in your relationships. Like God must be first, uh, a pledge to protect. Oh man, 
how many people are we having in a relationship that we don't protect each other? I'm going to leave that alone right now. Also, the promise of truth. Truth has to be present. How are you ever going to know where you are in a relationship or how are you ever going to get better if the other person or you don't give the other person the truth? You need the truth in any relationship, especially in business. When it comes to that money, definitely truth has to be present. Any personal relationship, romantic, it doesn't matter. Truth needs to be present. Also, you got to vow never to leave. Look, all these back doors... And these relationships, I can't believe it. Like, as soon as one thing happens, you know, somebody always threatening to leave these back doors, uh, especially friendship. I've lost a best friend over some just foolishness. And it's been now probably about 17, 18 years. Still don't know why that we're not friends. Why? Because he never wants to approach the subject. He never wants to talk about it. He's gone on with his life. And I'm, look, but the, here's the thing. Because I consider him still a good friend, he could call me right now and say, look, let's pick up from where we left off and everything will still will go as the same or be even better. Because even though we may not be talking, I still vowed never to leave. He's still a good friend of mine. Next thing, we talked about principle four. For a successful relationship is purpose. Uh, the celebration of any relationship is dependent, on, dependent upon a clear definition of purpose and vision. Remember we talked about uh, Habakkuk 2.2. You got to know where you're going. We talked about... Uh, Write the vision and make it plain. Look, let's make it plain in these relationships that we have. And look, all this guesswork, what kind of relationship we going to have? Look, let's leave that guesswork out. The assumptions, I'm not going to say what the rest of that is, but let's leave the assumptions out of it. Also, remember we talked about the food for thought. What are your qualifications of being in a relationship with you? Have you ever really thought about it? I'm telling you, if you start to really evaluate all your relationships, I'm telling you, you'll start to redefine your life. You'll start to see what your future starts to look like. And if you don't like your future, start changing your present relationships. We also talked about in the previous episode is uh, it is impossible for Satan or an enemy to, uh, to plot your destruction. So he carefully plans your distractions. Look, Distractions are coming. And look, there are some people that are just not going your way. They're there in your life just to distract you, just to keep you from your destiny. Remember, we talked about Solomon. Solomon was the wisest man next to Jesus, behind Jesus, I should say. He was the wisest man. This is the guy that God asked you what you want. He says, look, I need wisdom, understanding on how to govern your people. But Solomon had a weakness. He had a vice. He loved pretty. He liked pretty women. He loved power. He, he loved that, and that was a distraction. He had a 1,000 women. Remember, we talked about that. Remember, we also talked about God wants exclusivity. Where do you think we get it from when we're in relationship with us, especially romantic relationships, whether it be marriage, boyfriend, girlfriends? We want exclusivity with that person. There's just something about exclusivity, which we're about to talk further into the next principle. Also, what do we else talked about? We said poor or wrong relationships are a main distraction tool. Oh, good God almighty, somebody remembered that. I remember somebody also put on Instagram, they put it in uh, in uh, one of their feedback stories, giving feedback on what they learned, talked about poor and wrong relationships are main distraction tools. Absolutely. Watched your poor in these wrong relationships. I'm telling you, they're distracting you, keeping you from where you are, keeping you where exactly where you are, I'm sorry, to where God needs you to be. Also, we said truth, not error, must be celebrated 
a core value of any relationship. Truth, not error. Remember here, here's that truth coming back again. You gotta have truth in any relationship. Without truth, remember the, the Bible says uh, uh, the truth shall make you free or set you free. And it's not the truth that sets or makes you free, it's knowing the truth. So if we don't know the truth, how can we ever get better? How can we ever grow without knowing what the truth, if the truth is not present? Also, remember we said, be careful of this man or woman who always speaks of intimacy, but live in anonymity. Ah, oh, you know that international man of mystery, that international woman of mystery. They're always talking about how close we are, this, that, and the other, but you don't know nothing about them. They're always talking about uh, intimacy, that into me you see that open, honest, and transparency, but they live in anonymity. You can tell, you can tell anybody anything about them. What, they, what, what, what hurts them, what makes them feel alive, they live in that anonymity. Also, what do we talk about? We talked about that picture of your future is taken with the people of your present. Here we go. Remember we said in Proverbs 13, 20, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. So you got to walk with wise people, even if you're not wise. Just walking with wise people, you'll eventually become wise. But if you're in a company of fools, you most definitely will be destroyed. Remember, circumstances of your future are built by relationships of your present. Listen, remember we talked a few minutes ago, I just said it. That snapshot, if you want to know where you're going in your future, start taking a look at your personal business, romantic relationships. It'll tell you exactly where you're going. And here's the good news. Just because you take a picture of it and see that snapshot doesn't mean you can't do anything about it. Now you go, hey, wait a minute. I don't like the way this is looking right now. So maybe I need to adjust this. Maybe I need to redefine this. Maybe I need to get rid of this over here. Yeah, sometimes we don't like to get rid of some of the excess, some of the stuff that we need to get rid of. We like to keep some people around. But I'm going to leave that alone. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings today. Pastor, wait, bad way? Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Let's keep going. We also talked about the essential abilities to build strong unity. Remember we said you got to have the ability to submit that uh, from Philippians 2, 3 through 5, that, that ability is to submit to the relationship. Whatever relationship you're in, you guys going to have to submit. Both parties are going to have to submit to the relationship, whether it be in corporate, whether you be an entrepreneur. The entrepreneur, even though you're the CEO, you still have to submit to the business. Matter of fact, the employees that you're supposed to be taking care of, I'm holding quotes in the air, quote unquote taken care of, that you pay, you're going to have to submit to them. Him. Isn't the, the most powerful position in our country the, the, the office of the presidency? Isn't that a, be a servant to the people? Don't the police run around in, in squad cars talking about protect and serve? They, they're not, they, even though they're in authority, they still have to submit. Also, you have to have the ability to desire to serve. You have to, you have to desire to serve. Like, that goes along with what we just said. We talked about the ability to submit. Well, if you're going to submit, you're going to have to serve the relationship. Remember when I said about marriage? You, look, it's not all about, hey, the, the man is supposed to dominate the woman. The woman is just supposed to be submissive. No, 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 no. Everybody has a role to play in the relationship. But the thing about it is both parties serve the marriage. That's, look, nobody is really, the guy, the man is the covering in a relationship. The woman is the body. So he's the head, she's the body. You both can't go anywhere without each other. But guess what? You guys serve the marriage. Oh boy, somebody, I just hope I messed somebody's thinking up right there. 
Also, we said the attitude of a servant determines the atmosphere of the palace. What I tell you, look, I love watching movies with the servants and things like that because the servant is the one that sets the atmosphere. The servant is the one that knows uh, everything that's going on in the palace more than what the king and the queen know. Also, like I told you, I gave you the school analogy, like uh, whether it be high school, uh, a middle school or whatever, the, the most powerful person is not the superintendent. It is not the, the principal. It is not the AP, the assistant principal. I got to say AP because a friend of mine, she doesn't like when I call her the vice principal and for rightly so, she says it's AP. So the assistant principal. They are not the most powerful people on the campus. The most powerful person on the campus, watch this, is the custodian, is the janitor. Why? Because they have the keys. They're the ones that set the atmosphere of the school. They're the ones that's cleaning up everything. They're the ones that make sure the teacher's classrooms are open, offices are clean, parking lot open. They're the ones that's doing everything. So all you got to do if you're in charge is come to work. Why? Because they have determined the atmosphere of the palace. Also, we said you must have the ability to support. Good God Almighty, you're going to have to support people. But look, one thing I hate is a lot of people, they don't support each other. They only support they, they, somebody that has a name and all that kind of stuff. And we'll get into that in a little bit later. But they don't support people. Remember, we said in Ecclesiastes, uh, two are better than one. Look, two is always better than one. Look, and just because somebody don't have the stature, uh, the clout, the money, the power that you think you need, look, some people that don't have all that could be great supporters for you. Also, you could be also in their life to help lift them up, elevate them to another level as well. Oh boy, I'm gonna leave that alone right now. Somebody said, uh-uh, but uh-huh. Next thing, we said the ability to communicate. Ladies and gentlemen, all of this means nothing if you don't communicate. You got to communicate. Stop holding your feelings in. Communicate. Let people know where you stand. Let them know what your intentions are, especially folks that are trying to date each other. Look, if we're going to be dating each other or going out, look, can we just do this on the first date? Because on, I'm paying for these meals. So let me know what your issues are. I'm going to let you know what my issues are. Let's see if we can really deal with each other's issues and move forward. Because I don't want to get three meals in and I didn't pay $100, $200 per meals. Look, I'm about $600 in and not really knowing who you are. Oh, boy, I'm going to leave that alone. Next thing, man, that was for you to help you out. Also, the ability to understand. You got to understand each other. You got to uh, have understanding, period. Even the Bible is very clear. In all thy getting, get understanding. You got to understand people. You got to understand where they're coming from. Remember this when it comes to understanding. People need to know that you buy into who they are before they listen to the solution to their problem. In other words, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Let me say that again. Let me help somebody. I'm doing a praise dance right now because if you don't remember anything else, you need to remember that point. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Good God Almighty, let's move on. We also discussed the ability to, you got to have the ability to encourage. You got to be an encourager. Man, that exhortation, encourage one another, come on. You got to be able to do that. You can find that in Hebrews 3.13. Also, the ability to go through. Man, you got to know how to go through stuff. Even, look, right now, I am seeing, especially the people that are closest to me, the people that are outside me, during this pandemic, 
during this uh, quarantine, during this social distancing, I'm watching how people are able to go through. People are not even not going. They don't. Some go through well. Some don't. Some some people are just reacting. Some people are responding, which that's what we should really do. You got to know how to go through stuff. Also, the ability to change. Oh my goodness. You, you got to know change is coming. Look, change happens every day. Remember, I gave the scenario, the, the couple that's been married for years and years. Look, when they say, I love you more today than I did when we first met, that's because a lot of changes happen, experience. They uh, uh, not only graduated or gradually changed, but also they accepted the change. They understood changes happen and move forward. Therefore, the relationship can grow. Ladies and gentlemen, we covered principles three and four of relationship, covenant and purpose. Now let's continue our conversation about principle five. Now, you know, before we take off, I got to make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright position. If you're listening with somebody, which you should, because you should make sure you put, listen this with whoever your significant other is. Also, send it to your friends and family so all of you can be on the same page of how to have a healthy relationship. But let's make sure your seat and tray tables are in the upright position. Look at your neighbor and whoever you're listening with and say, you ready? And look back at them and say, I'm ready. Well, let's go. Principle number five for a successful relationship is exclusivity. Oh, exclusive, y'all. Exclusivity. Here it come. Let me give you a couple of definitions now. Now, I'm not talking about favoritism. Favoritism, let me give you that definition. Favoritism is extending privileges based upon an individual's personality, status, or buying power. Oh, boy. Favoritism is extending privileges based upon somebody's individual personality, status, or buying power. James 2 Two through four says, for if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings in fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes and say to him, you sit here in a good place and say to the poor man, you stand there or sit here at my footstool. Have you not shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Oh, boy. Favoritism. No favoritism. Exclusivity means, now watch this. Here's a big difference. Remember we said favoritism, extending privileges based on uh, who you know, what you got, your personality, your status, your money. Uh-oh. Exclusivity says you're extending favor. But you're extending favor is dependent upon another's attitude, their pursuits in life, and also productivity in a relationship. Watch this. Let's slow down for a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. What we're saying is, remember we said in, in our previous episodes, I said your attitude will determine your altitude. Well, if you're going to have exclusive relationships, which you should, because everybody don't get to come. Everybody's not going where you're going. Understand this, you're extending favor because this is exclusive. You're keeping a small group of people around you. You're extending favor to those that have a great attitude, that are pursuing something, and also they're showing some kind of productivity, some kind of growth in relationship. Remember, also another definition for exclusivity is disposed to resist the admission of outsiders to association or intimacy. So look, in exclusivity, everybody can't come. 
everybody you can't be planting all your seed your time money and talent into everybody look everybody that's with you is not always for you oh boy let me help somebody else again everybody that's with you is not always for you let's move on remember esther 217 it says the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in the sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Now let me just tell somebody what happened here. When we talk about exclusivity, here is Esther, one of my favorite queens of all time. Here is Esther. This is a woman that was an exile. She was a slave girl that came out of nowhere and won the biggest Miss Universe pageant in the world. Over 400 women, she won it. Why? Because she was uh, she was set apart because uh, because she asked one question: What does the king like? And what happened is she gained favor because of her attitude also that she was uh, she asked what the king liked she was also being productive in the relationship so guess what it's because she was set apart because the king looked at and saw that he made her queen oh boy let's keep moving on jesus that's good first thing every relationship is either moving you closer to god or further away from your walk with god let's talk about second corinthians 6 and 14 do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Also, remember, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Wait a minute. Do not be equally yoked, first of all. So every relationship is either moving you closer to God or further away from your walk with God. So one, we're not supposed to be unequally yoked. Man, look, I know sometimes like we get in relationships and some people may not have what you have and that's okay. Sometimes their mindset may not be exactly where yours are or vice versa. But sometimes people just don't want to grow and move from where they are. So sometimes they don't believe the same thing. They don't have the same drive, the same vision sometimes. They don't want to go anywhere. They're not inspiring at all. Don't be unequally yoked with these people. Also, if you keep evil people around you, it's going to corrupt all your good habits. Kind of like the person that want to eat healthy and you keep hanging around people and all they want to do is uh, smoke weed and eat snacks, <clears throat> have the munchies, and you're trying to eat healthy, eventually something is going to uh, succumb. Either you're going to succumb to it or they're going to succumb to you and get right. So either way, somebody is going to influence somebody. So evil company corrupts good habits. Remember this, all people in your life come with consequences. They are either making you bitter or better. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. All people in your life come with consequences. They are either making you bitter or better. Look, there's consequences. You're going to pay prices and consequences for having good people in your life and also bad people in your life. So you, if you're going to have pay consequences anyway, you might as well have consequences with having good relationships. Look, there are always going to be people, even in your good relationships, the outsider is going to be looking in, going, oh, they think they're all that. They think they're better than us. Look, you can't control all that. So you're going to pay that price. Not everybody's going to like you. Look, not everybody's going to believe what you believe. Not everybody's going to have the mindset you have. Look, it's just not going to happen. But understand this. The one thing you always need to look for is the person that's around you. Are they making you better or bitter? Look, if you got people that's making you bitter in your life, why? 
I plead, why do you have them in your life? I don't understand that. There's no reason for them to be there. Next thing, for any relationship to be productive, it must have qualifications. Here, that, here we go again with qualifications. Oh my goodness, Psalms 1-1 says, blessed is the man, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Let me get this straight. This is very powerful. So for any relationship to be productive, it must have qualifications. Well, here's some qualifications right here. So here is David, great king, talking about you're blessed if you don't walk with the counsel of ungodly. My question now to you is, who's giving you counsel? Do you trust the people that give you counsel? See, there's safety in the multitude of counselors. But if you're getting uh, bad counsel or people that are ungodly, people that don't say the shame, moral, ethical, code, or values of you, why are they in your life? You're not going to be blessed that way. Also, it says stand in the path of sinners. So that in that in that passage, sinners mean the lawless ones. That look, they have not only no moral ethical code, they ain't doing, they're not trying to do nothing right. They don't even know how to spell right. Look, they is just not, they just want to live lawless. They just want to do whatever. Also, sit in the seat of the scornful. Do you have people around you that all they want to do is just make fun of everything? Everybody? Everything is a joke. Just just scornful. These are qualifications to be to, that you don't want people to have in a relationship. So you want people to have good counsel that are godly or also uh, have moral code and ethics. You don't want somebody that uh, is lawless, don't even like to follow the laws uh, and of humanity, just being a human being. You also don't want people that are just always just always talking about people in a negative way, always bringing people down. You got to watch that. Here are some qualifications of relationships uh, we also discussed in episode two, but we're going to say it in a different way this time. Some of the qualification is your friends uh, should be co committed to long-lasting relationships, long-term perspective. You look, every relationship you should have, it should be building towards something long-term, whether it be business, personal, or romantic. Why are we having these short-term relationships? Look, especially if you build a relationship that works, and especially like in business, sometimes we just like do business with people, it worked, and then we don't like to do business with them more anymore, but just because whatever the project's over, why not continue that relationship? If it worked, you guys get each other, you guys learn each other, why don't you expand long-term perspective? Also, you want friends that have empire mentality or a kingdom mentality, look, 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 look. I'm a thinker. Look, the magic of thinking big. I've read books like that, things like that. I've trained uh, leadership workshop, things like that. I've been in John Maxwell's uh, training seminars. I've been trained by some of the best leaders, whether it be Ed Milet, uh, Rich Dolly. I've been trained by some, some great people. They've all had big mentalities, big thinking. I've all been around leaders that, uh, whether it be finances, whether it be in ministry, that look, uh, my friends, look, they all want to go somewhere. They all want to build legacies, things like that. Those are the kind of people that I want to have in my life. But you got to want to have those kind of people there. You want somebody that wants to grow an empire? Look, I want somebody that want an empire, not just you know just some little and and if having some little that's okay if you want that too but just for me that's not going to work because why i'm not going to let just because you want to stay where you are or you want something little let that hold me back 
So because where I'm going, that's shining a light on where you want to stay. No, we're not doing that. Next thing, my friends must be sowers. Got to be a generous giver, giving attitude. Look, 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 got to be generous. There is nothing worse, especially in personal relationships. You got friends and stuff like that. You know, y'all go out. Y'all, anybody ever had that friend that they always got to go to the bathroom when the check come? They never want to pick up the drinks. Nothing. Nothing. Just always take it. Oh, I'll get you next time. But that next time never come. Like some of the people that I go out with, I only go out with a few uh, people because I like to keep my circle strong. I mean, we've grown together. What happens is when we all go out, have dinner, stuff like that, we make it, we're trying to figure out who can get to the bill first to try to pay for it. We're trying to find creative ways how to, hey, like we, we'll say we're going to the bathroom, but what we're doing is we're going to the waiter or the waitress and we're like, look, here, take my car. We're paying for everybody's meal today. That's how you should be in a relationship. One of my biggest mentors, he's notorious for that. I can't buy a meal to save my life when I'm with him and his wife. Why? Because that's the kind of mentality he has. Giving, always sowing. Like, look, you want to have people around you like that. I got to figure out ways how to give to him and, and his wife because I'm like, man, they always give it to me. But that's the kind of relationship we have. Let's have a contest to see who can give each other the most. Wouldn't that be a successful relationship? Didn't we talk about that in the last episode, talking about that win-win mentality? Also, you must, your friends must qualify to receive your seed. Uh-oh, good soil. And that comes from Matthew 7, 6. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Good God Almighty right there. Listen, stop casting your pearls in front of the swine. Stop giving your holy things to the dogs. Listen, if you you got to understand, we are all light, salt, and sea. You are always sowing, whether you know it or not, into other people, your time, your money, or your talent. You got to understand that some of the relationships that you are sowing your seed into is not good soil. Oh boy, I'm glad I'm not looking at nobody right now because somebody just rolled their eye and probably looking at somebody they with right now going, you are not good soil at all. I'm just telling you, you are, your time, your money, your talent, those are things that you plant into other people. You have to watch what you plant in other people. Don't cast your holy things in front of dogs. Don't cast your pearls before a swine because they just go trample it and tear it up. Tear up your dream. Tear up your vision. Tear up all that time that you invested in them. Understand this. The future of your seed is really dependent on the quality of the soil you planted in. Ooh, hello. Hello. The future of your seed is really dependent on the quality of the soil you planted in. Ladies and gentlemen, watch who you sow your time, your money, and your talent into. Next thing, your friend must prize integrity above relationship. Remember here that word integrity again. I cannot uh, belabor this point more than this as far as integrity. My goodness. You got to have people with character and integrity. Integrity, whatever you think matches with what your actions, they all line up. They are integral with each other. Also, make you, you're in a relationship to make someone better and help someone build their character. That's what we're doing when 
iron sharpens iron. The thing about iron and sharpen iron, the iron's got to touch. Here we are, intimacy. Those irons have to touch. Into me, you see. So if iron and sharpen iron, look, we got to be touching. We got to be in each other's lives, but we're there to help each other get better. Also, your friends must be willing to confront your enemies. Loyalty. Somebody say loyalty right there. Your, your, your friends, the people that hang around you, the people that know you, because what we said earlier, the haters are coming. Look, the more you elevate, the higher you go from every, from every peak, every mountain you climb to your highest peak, there's going to be people judging you, talking about you along the way. And they're not going to be saying it to your face. They're going to be saying it to where your friends and families are listening and they can hear it. You better watch the people in your life that's not defending you and that's not loyal to you. Oh boy, I didn't mess up somebody's relationship right now, but look, I'm only trying to help. Next thing, compromise is the willingness to accept what you don't believe because you are unwilling to stand for what you do. Uh-oh, compromise is the willingness to accept what you don't believe because you're unwilling to stand for what you do. This, is, this means this, in simpler terms, whatever you compromise to keep, you'll eventually lose. Oh boy, whatever you compromise to keep, you'll eventually lose. Now, what does that word compromise mean? It means an agreement reached by an adjustment of conflicting principles. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. So look, if you reach an agreement with somebody and you're adjusting uh, from your principles and you know you're acting morally and ethically and you, to do it to just keep this relationship, you're basically selling your soul, compromising who you are, you're going to eventually you lose whatever you were trying to get because you compromised yourself. Oh my goodness. What are your thoughts? I need to hear your thoughts. We didn't said a whole mouthful, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me what are your thoughts? What are your qualifications about relationships, whether personal, romantic, and or business? You can answer these questions or give your thoughts on my comment section on This Is The Day Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. And make sure you put hashtag This Is The Day. Let's continue to move on. We are more than halfway through, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're enjoying your time. Remember, we talked about favoritism. It says extending privileges based upon an individual's personality, status, or buying power. And then we also made the difference because this is the principle of exclusivity, extending favor, dependent upon another's attitude and their pursuits, uh, and also their productivity and relationship. Remember this, authentic commitment demands selectivity not inclusivity. Here we go. Authentic commitment demands selectivity, not inclusivity. You got to be selective, ladies and gentlemen. Look, everybody can't come into your circle. I told you, everybody that's with you is not always for you. It's okay to be selective. This thing, come one, come all, everybody can be your friend. No, you're going to have acquaintances. You're going to have associates. You're just going to even have somebody just passerbys. Everybody's not going to be your friend. Everybody cannot be in your inner circle. Remember this, distractions will hinder productivity in any relationship. Somebody better shout that. You better go write that on your mirror. You better put it on a posty note right now. Distractions will hinder your productivity in any relationship. Anybody trying to be productive and you got somebody or something in your life that's a distraction right now and that's hindering your productivity, 
You need to watch out for that. The most fulfilling relationships are never inclusive. This principle is really no more than focus applied to the area, uh, to the arena, I'm sorry, of relationships. So the most fulfilling relationships are never inclusive. So those relationships that you are, that are, you are totally fulfilled, those are exclusive or selective relationships. And understand that it's not going to be a, a whole bunch of people in your circle. Just think about celebrities. Look, some celebrities and, and entertainers, things like that, they have what they call entourages. But even in the entourage that they have, there's only a few select people in there uh, that have exclusivity, that don't have what everybody else, even in the entourage, have. Case in point, here we go. Watch this. Jesus had 12 disciples. And the 12, they were in one part of the circle. They were trained by Jesus. They walked around with Jesus. They did things with Jesus. But there were three that were in the inner circle with Jesus. And that was Peter, James, and John. You'll see a lot of times if you, when you read the Gospels that Jesus said to Peter, James, and John, let's go here and left the others where they were while they went somewhere else. So they got a different kind of teaching, a different kind of, of Jesus planning their time, money, and talent. They had exclusivity, not favoritism. They had exclusivity. Remember your circle, your, your, your main circle that's gonna help you grow, your, that's gonna be help you be successful in relationship is going to be small and that's okay. Next thing, dangerous is any relationship, watch this, that hinders you from reaching your divine destiny. Ooh-wee. I'm just going to pause for the cause right there. I don't know. That was a mouthful for me. Let me read that again. Dangerous is any relationship that hinders you from reaching your divine destiny. We're about to talk about dangers here. Ladies and gentlemen, before we close with the final word of encouragement, let me give you seven dangerous people in relationship you should watch out for. Oh boy, danger, here it come. Also remember, you may not get all of this in one sitting. Replay these episodes about relationship and listen to them and send them to your friends you are in relationship with so you all can be on the same page. Here we go. I hope your seat and tray tables are still in the upright position. Your seat belts are fastened because we are about to really get into this. It's about to take off now. The seven most dangerous people in relationship you need to watch out for. I want you to start analyzing all your relationship and watch any anybody that fits in this category, even you. <laughs> seven dangerous people. The first one, those who feed your offenses. Oh, my goodness. Those that feed your offenses. This is taken from 1 Samuel 24, 3 through 7, and it says, So he came to the sheepfold by the road, where there was a cave, and Saul, Saul is the king, and this is David, and to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid, here we go, the men had been feeding David's offense. David was offended by Saul. Saul was chasing him down, tracking him down, trying to kill him. The, 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 the trust and the loyalty had been broken. 
So here is David got close up to Saul. Then David didn't kill him, but he wanted to send him a message. And then he cut off a piece of his robe. Then David starts to feel bad and says, the Lord forbid that I should stay, should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. Ladies and gentlemen, the, one of the most dangerous people you can have in your life in any relationship is those that feed your offenses. If, if you ain't, you're not vibing with somebody, uh, there's a fracture in a relationship, there's an offense, and then you got people around. I don't even want to talk about the, the girlfriend that had the, the bad relationship and then her girlfriends, which are single too, and they have breakdown in relationships. They all want to come and give and give her advice and they feed into her offenses or even vice versa. The guys feed into the guy's offense if he had a bad relationship, broke up with his girl. You can't have people that just feed into that. You need people to encourage you, uplift you, even when you're going through. Next dangerous person, danger. Those who feed into your excess, which mean discontentment. Oh yeah, you're gonna be discontent sometimes. This is taken from first Thessalonians 5 and 18. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Also, Philippians 4 through 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, you can't have people that's always feed into your discontentment. No, 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 no. Understand this. There are things that are happening in your life. You're going to go, you're going to have ups and downs, level to the ground. But you got to have people, like we said before, you got to have people that are encouraged you, lift them up, that know how to go through. Also, next dangerous person, the one that feeds your flaws. Oh, my goodness. Anybody got that nitpicking person that always talking about what you do wrong, all your flaws? Oh, my goodness. Just encourage you to do wrong, encourage you not doing the right thing. Just, just, man. Proverbs 10.4 said, he who has a slack hand becomes poor. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. You can't be having people around you that feed your flaws. You want to have people that elevate you, uplift you. Y'all elevate and uplift each other. Not always talking about what's wrong with each other. Why would you want that? The next dangerous person. Danger! Those who refuse to defend you in your absence. Oh boy. Loyalty is never as beautiful as the day betrayal rears its ugly head. Loyalty is unwavering commitment to another. Look, you need to have people that we talked about it earlier. When you're not around, as God keeps elevating, as you go into the next level, as you're having more success in your life, listen, the haters are coming. People are going to talk about you. You can't be having people when they're talking to your friends and they're hearing this stuff and they're not defending you while you're, while you're not there. They're not being loyal. You got to watch out for those people because if they're not defending you, they're, they're either in agreement with it or they're help talking about you. Oh boy, nobody liked to hear that. Oh wait, I just lost some people right there. But that's okay. I'm only giving you the truth. The next person that's dangerous in relationship is those that trivialize, which means cause to appear unimportant, your life's mission. Oh my goodness. Those who trivialize cause to appear unimportant. Your life's mission. You know those things, people that try to minimize where, where you're trying to go? What you know that you're destined for? Matthew 16, 21 through 23 says, 
from the time that Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed, and he was raised on the third day. Then Peter took him aside. Look, here, here's Peter trying to take Jesus aside, want to whisper to him in a, on the side. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from me, Lord, that this shall happen to you. But then Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. You are not mindful of the things of God, but of the things of men. Listen, all of you, there are people out there, you know that you know. You know you're destined for greatness. You have a plan. You know you have a mission. You are going somewhere. This is why you got to watch out for some dangerous people. This is why you got to watch your relationships. There are people in your life that are trivializing or minimizing what you do, that what you're trying to accomplish, what you have been predestined for is of unimportance. They're trying to distract you, keep you off your path. You got to watch out for those people. Look, if you know that you know where you're going and you know uh, that you need people to help you get there, why would you not have people that only are there to help elevate, to help contribute, to help make you better instead of bitter? Don't minimize or trivialize what you're trying to do. Watch out for those people. Somebody better hashtag watch out for those people. Next thing. Watch those that feed into your restlessness. Ooh, watch those that feed into your restlessness. Now, somebody said, wait, Pastor Wade, what do you mean by that? I'm going to tell you. I'm glad you asked. Exodus 32, 1 through 6 says, Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods, that they should go before us, for as Moses, this, for as this Moses... The man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know where, what has happened to him. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me. Here are the children of Israel. Uh, God has delivered them through Moses uh, out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery. Here, now, Moses is up on the mountain communing with God. This is where he's getting the Ten Commandments. So what happens is the people start getting restless. So... Even though they know who the one true God is, because they're getting restless, it's not happening on their timetable because there's an uncertainty that is going on. They say, fine, we need something to do, and it's the wrong thing to do. Hey, Aaron, why don't you make a, take all of our gold? Why don't you make this little baby calf for us to worship? Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have people in your life that are going to get restless because where you're trying to get to is going to take time. Understand this, food is best cooked, not microwaved. Let me say that again. Food is best cooked, not microwaved. Sometimes people are going to get restless. Sometimes you may feel restless. It's not happening uh, in a time frame that you want. Look, you just stay on the goal. You just stay on the plan, the mission. You just keep looking for, keep your hand on the plow and watch for those people that's getting restless because you taking too long. Don't matter how long you take. It's never how you start, it's how you finish. Next thing, I love this stuff. I hope this is doing somebody some good. Those who feed your uncertainties, my goodness. Numbers 13, 27 says, then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It's truly, uh, and this is, and I'm telling you this scripture, this is where um, 
Moses sent Caleb and the spies to go look at the land of milk and honey to see what was over in the land because God had promised the children of Israel that they he would give them a land of milk and honey. So what happens is, it says, nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. So now here is the perception of what the spies saw. They're saying how the people are strong there. The cities are fortified. So then Caleb, this, they come back with this report. So then Caleb says, and said, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said this. Here's why you got to watch who you have in your camp. Moses had Joshua and Caleb. These people in, in, in this circle uh, basically were fearful and scared of the uncertainties. But Caleb stood up and said, and quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once to take possession for we are able to overcome it. But then the men who had gone with them, here it is, the people in your camp, here are the people with Caleb saying now, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. This is where you got to watch dangerous people that feed your uncertainties. Look, it was a new land. They didn't know what's going to happen. All they had was the promises of God. Look, all you have is the promises of God. All you have is what God has told you or where he said he's going to send you, elevate you to. But look, you don't know how you're going to do it. Kind of like Peter in the boat. Saw Jesus walking on the water. Peter looked out in the water and said, Lord, if it's you, if, yes, if, that uncertain possibility. He said, if it's you, I'm not quite sure if it's you or what I'm seeing right now, but hey, look, if you out there, command me to come. And he came. What was the other 11 disciples in the boat saying as he was getting out right there? As he was starting to get out of the boat to go walk on water. He didn't say, let me get a life preserver. He didn't say, let me get a lifeboat. He just got out the boat and started walking on water. Even through uncertainty, you got to watch who's around you. Watch those people. Here are three levels to relationship and we bought the clothes. Three levels of relationship. The fun but shallow stage, that takes you nowhere. Oh yeah, everything's fun. Uh, it's really shallow, goes nowhere. Second stage is commitment is required, but hey, hasn't really been established yet. Yeah, commit. I know we should be committed, but look, we haven't really set any parameters, hasn't been established yet, ah, no big deal. What you want is number three, a long-term commitment is made, working toward a purpose, goals and dreams of any relationship. Here is the greenhouse principle, the greenhouse effect. Watch this. Remember this. Every new relationship, every new relationship, this is about to help somebody, must be nurtured through the investment of time, thought, resources, and pursuit. Let me say that again to help somebody. The greenhouse principle, kind of like the greenhouse effect, you know, when you have a greenhouse with plants and stuff like that, every new relationship must be nurtured through the investment of time, thought, resources, and pursuit. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you, you were time, money, and talent. Those are the things that you will always plant and have with people. We have to make sure that we have healthy relationships and understand in every relationship, you're going to, it's going to have to be nurtured. One planted, one watered, but God gave the increase. You're going to inv invest your time, 
your thoughts, your resources, and pursuit as well. You're going to have to pursue some of these relationships. Some of these relationships you're going to have to let go. What are your thoughts? What are the qualifications of being in a relationship, whether personal, romantic, and or business? Really give thought to this, ladies and gentlemen, to this question. It will help you redefine how you review relationship with others. You can answer this question or give your thoughts in my comment section on This Is The Day Facebook page or post your answers on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And make sure Wade is spelled W-A-I-D and put hashtag This Is The Day. Ladies and gentlemen, Oh, my goodness, we had a good time. This was a fun ride. I hope you enjoyed uh, our time together as much as I did. Thank you for tuning in to episode three of the 10 Principles for a Successful Relationship. As per your request of our audience, and I thank you so much for everybody that supported me and supported this show. It's growing, growing, and getting great reviews. We will extend this series past four shows because there's a lot of material recovered and also I want to make sure you have healthy relationships not just we're just getting through material I want to thank you all for your support and responses and new episodes will release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify and make sure you subscribe a special thanks to my man Kevin Clayton at I Am Music Group for producing this show Erica Duff for the artwork the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B and Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Network. My man, Alex Teamer, a.k.a. the A-Team for the baseline. Pastor Warren Campbell, that's my pastor, and Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Day intro. Remember again to subscribe to This Is The Day on whatever podcast platform you use. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. Way to spell W-A-I-D and remember to post any subject titles you like to discuss on This Is The Day Facebook page. Always remember, God believes in you and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough, victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This Is The Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W-A-I-D, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.